You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Today's podcast is brought to you by New Works Plumbing of Sacramento. For your plumbing needs and repairs, make sure you go to newworksplumbing.com. That's N-E-W-W-R-X plumbing.com. Whether it's leak detection, water line repair, plumbing repair, bathroom plumbing, New Works Plumbing does it all. And they've got experienced technicians on call 24-7 because no one decides when they have a plumbing problem. New Works Plumbing, again, for all of your plumbing needs, just go online, N-E-W-W-R-X-Plumbing.com. Hey, before I start with today's podcast, I want to say thank you. I was in Sacramento for the last week, and I must tell you that when I go back to Sacramento, and I believe that is the third time I've gone back to Northern California since I lost my jobs back in June of 2020. Uh, I'm just blown away at the response, the people that come up to me, the people that stop me, whether I'm at the gas station, whether I'm at the store. Over the weekend, I was with a group of people at the Sawyer Hotel for a celebration. And the number of people that came up to me stopped me, people that had pulled over in their service vehicles that saw me standing outside and came up and engaged in conversation to tell me uh, how much they had missed me, to tell me that what happened to me was a travesty. I'm grateful. I I am more than grateful. I, I want to spend just a minute here to let you know that your words mean the world to me. And it reinforces to me a couple of things. Number one, Sacramento will always be home to me. I spent 33 years of my life in Sacramento. Uh, I love that community, but more than anything, I love the people of that community, the bond that I have shared with so many of you over the years talking to you on radio or via the Kings games, But the interaction that we have had, uh, I've always enjoyed talking to people when I'm out. And I use the word loyalty. I would just, the people of Sacramento are just so freaking loyal. And I'm all about loyalty. And I love loyalty. And so 
for those of you that ran into me last week, for those of you that continue to reach out via social media, for those of you that I have spoken with over the last 13 months, those of you I know, most of you I don't know, I just want to say thank you. I want to say thank you. It really means the world to me. And I don't ask, what do you think of what happened to me? But you just tell me. And it is such a travesty where our country is. And I was so grateful last week to hear George Floyd's brother come out after the sentencing of Derek Chauvin when he said, I just want to reiterate, not just black lives matter, all lives matter. Why is that such a difficult concept for some? And I say for some, it's not a difficult concept for most people. Most people understand and recognize that every life matters. Most people understand and recognize that the lives of all people matter. I've never understood why for some, this is so difficult to comprehend. And for some, why they want to take any type of narrative and turn it into their own. And so when I saw his clip via CNN, I just want to reiterate, not just Black Lives Matter, all lives matter. The first thing I thought of was, man, you know what? That's freaking great to see. But why does that need to be said? Where's the disconnect in this country with words and particularly the intent of words. So again, I go back before I really get into the meat of today's podcast. I'm grateful for those and many of you who continue to support me, but more than anything else, okay, use common sense and more importantly, understand what's right from wrong. The one thing I've done since we started this podcast in October, and by the way, I'm very, very happy to announce that we just surpassed 600,000 downloads. But since I started doing this podcast back in October, I've tried to really share my experiences and how I look at people. I don't really give a damn what your ethnicity is. I don't care what your religion is. I don't care what your sexuality is. It doesn't matter to me. I don't care. You're either a good person or you're not. You're either a good person or a bad person. That's how I judge people. I don't judge people on any other merit, good or bad. That's it. Now, are there good people that can have some bad qualities? Yes. Are there bad people that can have some good qualities? Well, of course. But I think you know what I'm getting at here. I judge people on whether they're good or they're bad. And I, I don't, don't judge people any other way, nor have I done that since I was old enough to remember and how I was raised and how the foundation of my upbringing is who I am today. Back on, I believe, episode 42 of my podcast, I mentioned about meeting this 39-year-old African-American. And I say African-American because I'm very confused and I'm still confused after meeting so many, and I'll say people of color, and I'll explain why I'm using that term in a moment, because I have relayed on this podcast after I lost my job on one of the early episodes of Emmanuel Acho, Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man. He was asked, I believe, by a couple from the HGTV network, 
about how would I refer to you? Would I say African-American? Would I say black? And Emmanuel said, no, you would just say black. And I talked about the conversation that I had with V, and I explained to her about what I had heard from Emmanuel Acho, and she said, no, I like to be referred to as African-American because my father is from Nigeria. And then a few weeks later, I met another fascinating, fascinating person that I did a podcast on, and I asked him the same question, and he responded black. And so the reason why I now use the term people of color is I was out to dinner with a gentleman in Miami, and we were talking about race. And I said, so I would refer to you as African-American, correct? And he laughed. He says, no, and you wouldn't refer to me black either. And I'm like, okay, can you explain that to me? And he, 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 we, we laughed. And we actually had a really great conversation. And I'm chuckling now because it takes me back to that moment. He said, I'm not African-American and I'm not black. And he explained to me his heritage and being <laughs> from South America. And we really had a fabulous conversation. And so, you know, I don't want to get off on a tangent here, but going back to meeting virtually, I believe it was episode 42 that I talked about starting an amazing friendship. Well, the reason why I was in Sacramento this past week, in addition to seeing my two sons, is that uh, she just celebrated her 40th birthday. And I was kind of the chaperone for their trip. Uh, Her mom and dad came out. Her brother came out. Uh, Her best friends flew all the way from Florida to go to Napa. And I suggested that they use Sacramento as their base and that we go from Sacramento to the wine country, which they had never been to before, and then back to Sacramento. I said it would be easier. It's 10 minutes from the airport. You can stay downtown. I said, you know what? There are some some great places we can go to eat. You can have your celebration dinner for your actual 40th on Saturday. And we ended up, we went to Morton's in downtown Sacramento. They had a fabulous Fabulous, fabulous time uh, in Napa. They had never been there before. And, you know, again, the reason why I'm sharing this with you is I've just had an amazing 13 months for the fact that I don't live in Sacramento anymore. Sacramento to this day is still home to me. Sacramento will always be home to me. Sacramento will always be the most special place that I've ever lived. And it's because of the people. And when I go back to Sacramento, it makes me, I'm comfortable there. I'm appreciative of everything that I was able to accomplish. But in return, getting the constant feedback and the connection, the connection with you and how you can just stop me in a hotel lobby and we can talk for five and 10 minutes and It's just like I've known you my whole life, but yet I'm just meeting you for the first time. But you've known me for most of your life via the radio airwaves and TV. And I just find that a a phenomenal dynamic. It's just, it's incredible. But I've shared with you on this podcast that one of the best things over the last 13 months has been being a private person again. Because in Florida, nobody knows who I am. You know, I come to Sacramento for a week And it is a complete 180 degree difference in terms of being outside in the public. I don't experience that in Florida. And so the people that I have met in Florida, and I've shared this with you on this podcast. When I meet somebody in Florida, we start from the ground floor. They don't know anything about me. Nothing. Nothing at all. And 
the people that I have met, and you know, I, I don't say this for any other reason than it's true, but because of that one meeting with V at that restaurant back in, I believe, late January, I have now become friends with a lot of the friends in her network, many of whom are black, African-American, people of color, different age groups, generations, different backgrounds. And we talk about everything. You know, we don't just talk about what you have for dinner last night. We have had phenomenal, phenomenal conversations. And I believe it was Mike Lamb, my partner for many years on the radio in Sacramento. And I had Mike on my podcast back in early 2021. And I talked to Mike, who was from Clovis, about going to USC and how that changed his viewpoint in dealing with people. Because Clovis and Southern California opened his eyes to a different culture. And Mike was very honest about it. He goes, I go from a redneck, you know, predominantly white, lack of education when it comes to race and racial relations. And then all of a sudden I'm on a football team and I'm playing with Ronnie Lott, Marcus Allen, and, you know, they were white, black. And, we, and he explained that to me. And he said, and this really stuck with me because I, I was just so, I wanted to grab him and hug him when he said this because it is so true. He said, you know, you really need to break bread with somebody. You need to go out and you need to meet somebody that doesn't look like you, that doesn't talk like you, doesn't sound like you, and get to know them. And Mike said this on the podcast, and he's so damn spot on. He said, you're going to find out that you have a lot more in common with that individual than you would ever think. And after meeting V that night in January, I'm extremely close with her family. They actually have, they joke and say that they've adopted me into their family. We have had multiple dinners together, both in Miami and where her parents live in Orlando. I have just loved the experience of getting to know not only her family, but so many of her friends and their friends. And for that alone, I'm grateful that I could move to a place where nobody knew me and we could start from scratch. But as I wrap up my 15-minute thank you, there's nothing like being in Sacramento. Nothing. Nothing at all. I cannot begin to tell you what this last week was like for me, whether, and I really mean this, I was at the gas station a couple days ago and two guys pull up in a truck and we talked for five minutes. I'm standing outside the Sawyer Hotel in downtown Sacramento with my back to the road. Guy goes, Grant. And I turn around and a guy had gotten out of his service vehicle and he said, hey man, I just want to come up and say hi and tell you how much I miss you and how much Sacramento misses you. I said, hey man, I really appreciate that. We talked for a couple of minutes and I said, hey, thank you very much. I hope you have a great weekend. You know, I can go on and on. I just want to thank you. I don't want to, I don't want to not say thank you. And I wanted to share a couple of my experiences. I wanted to share why I was in Sacramento in addition to seeing my boys and, and my friends. I mean, I have most of my friends, my longtime friends live in Sacramento. And so we're able to get together, but to host V, her family, and her best friends who had never been to the Napa Valley and to have dinner with them on Friday night and Saturday night was just a phenomenal weekend for me. And I think I shared with you that V is quite an entrepreneur. In addition to uh, teaching figure skating, she owns a company called GCG Concessions and GCG Cigars. And as I do this podcast, I'm currently in Seattle because she opened up a new shop in the SeaTac Airport. 
in the Alaska Airlines terminal. And so uh, I'm up here with her family and her friends to celebrate her grand opening of GCG Cigars at SeaTac Airport. And we're having a big dinner. And, you know, again, I was like, yeah, I'll be there. Don't worry about it. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll fly 3,000 miles and we, 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 will, we will celebrate with all of the people in your life. So that's where I'm at. So it's a long 15 to 18 minutes to say thank you, but I'm going to say thank you and thank you and thank you and thank you. Something else I wanted to talk about on the podcast today, and it had to do with Carl Nassib of the Raiders, who last week came out to tell everyone that he was gay. And at the time, I didn't think anything of it. I'm like, okay, good. You know, I mean, we're in 2021, aren't we? Like, I, I again, I just don't know why that became such huge news and the way it was portrayed. And I didn't want to say anything for a week or so because I wanted to further delve into this, read articles. You know, I saw that his jersey was the number one selling jersey in the National Football League. and But then I read this story in the New York Post, and I'm a huge fan of Phil Mushnick. And the reason why is because he's not afraid to say what he feels, and he doesn't care about any possible repercussions. It's one man's opinion. You may not agree with it. And if you don't, I respect that you don't agree with it. But I wanted to talk about this on my podcast today because it really resonated with me because it was some of the things that I was thinking about. He started off his column by saying, they're their standard lines from the street cop in old movies. Okay, folks, nothing more to see here. Break it up and be on your way. Then he would talked about Raiders defensive end Carl Nassib and how well he handled things on Instagram. And he went and he quoted word for word what he said on Instagram. And he ended his Instagram post, Phil did, with the word fabulous. And then he says this. And now back to our regularly scheduled programming. After all, who among us doesn't have a genuine fondness for family members and friends who are gay? Some of my best friends. Long ago became a matter of fact. So with the stigma and prejudices in steady decline, why would anyone applaud Nassib's decision by emphasizing the bigotry of the unenlightened and the just plain bigoted? Why? Because that's what we do. While Nassib made it plain that he was not grandstanding on behalf of himself or his sexuality, Roger Goodell the NFL steward who ignores so much of what degrades the league immediately did some grandstanding in Nassib's name. Quote, the NFL family is proud of Carl for courageously sharing his truth today. Representation matters. We share his hope that someday soon statements like his will no longer be newsworthy as we march toward the full equality for the LGBTQ plus community. We wish Carl the best of luck this coming season. In other words, Phil wrote, Goodell and the NFL are eager to make a big deal out of no big deal. And Goodell wanted us to know that the NFL's magnanimity includes approval of gay players. Goodell's quick and condescending appropriation of Nassib's decision stunk of grandstanding. Nassib, a private person, comes out and Goodell is quick to exploit him for all the political correctness he's worth. While the NFL's most serious issues, 
The increasing episodes of players packing assault weapons, for example, go publicly unaddressed. Goodell's public response to receiver Deshaun Jackson's ignorant, hate-filled anti-Semitism? Two years later, still nothing. Goodell's credibility on social and financial matters has always been suspect. He once testified that gambling destroys families, but then became an all-in, give-us-our-cut gambling advocate. And he's now available to identify himself and the NFL as in step with any movement as long as it's carried by prevailing winds. Thus, Nassib has Goodell's approval to be a gay NFL player. There are those who have already taken Nassib's good for him, yet no big deal matter and stretched it, disfigured it to absurd, wishful thinking activism. It remains historical folly that a made-for-TV novelty act, that 1973 Bobby riggs Billy Jean King match in the Astrodome on ABC, a total goof replete with brightly featherous, bare-chested muscleman carrying King to the court in an ancient Roman slave sedan. I mean, he goes on and on, and I find this to be pretty amazing because I remember that very well. But he said, in an ancient Roman slave sedan is now regarded as a serious, pivotal movement in the women's rights movement. And so because of anything worth doing is worth overdoing, Nassib is already being assigned his place as a beacon of diversity, inclusion, tolerance, and social revolution. Will the pass rusher please report to Mount Rushmore? But given the modest, sorry to bother you content of Nassib's missive, I sense he won't be easily played. After all, his declaration was not preceded by a publicist alerting all to stand by for a major announcement, the sale of TV rights to his public declaration or a Nike ad campaign. And that pat on his head by Goodell, why would we expect better? I thought that was pretty fascinating because when Nassib came out and made that Instagram post, my response was, who cares? I don't care. Warren Moon has said this and said this long time ago. There were several players that he played with that are gay. He just said nobody knew it. And I've heard that remark from others. And again, it is 2021. And Phil pointed that out about where we're at in society today. And I, I believe exactly spot on with that. That Again, maybe I'm looking at it from a, a different perspective than you are. But again, I'll read this line. There are those who have already taken Nassim's good for him, yet no big deal matter and stretched it. Again, no big deal matter. It's no big deal, is it? What's the big deal? A player in the National Football League has come out and said he is gay. All right, good for him. You know, I, I, don't, I don't say, gee, why'd you do that for? Not at all. But I just looked at it as, okay, good. But I don't care. Do you really care if there are players that are playing in the National Football League that are gay? I, I don't care. I don't care if... There are players in the NBA that are gay or the M. I mean, again, it's 2021. Aren't we beyond this or are we not beyond this? When are we ever going to be beyond anything in this country? And I really mean that. Again, I go back to George Floyd's brother. I just want to reiterate, not just black lives matter, all lives matter. Well, gee, will, golly, gee, 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 gee. Really? Yes. I mean, don't we all know that? Are there people out there that don't think 
that every life matters? Seriously. Are you listening to my podcast right now and you disagree with me that every life matters, that we should cherish lives? We now need George Floyd's brother to come out and preach common sense to us. I just want to reiterate, not just black lives matter, all lives matter. Yeah, that's what I've been trying to say. That's what so many people have been trying to say. The lives of everyone matters. And you know what? Our country would be a hell of a lot better off if we all took that approach. I hope you enjoyed that story that Phil wrote. And, you know, listen, is this a sensitive topic? Yeah, I guess it is. I don't know why, but I haven't walked in the shoes of a gay person like Carl. And so I can't relate to what he's gone through, but I have sympathy. I have compassion if a gentleman, male, female, wants to come out and let the world know of their sexuality, that's fine. If that makes their life better, I applaud them for that. I applaud them for that. I think that's great. But personally, it doesn't matter to me. I don't care. It doesn't change how I think about you. It doesn't change how I perceive you. It doesn't change whether I'm going to root for your team or not. If a player comes out on my favorite team, the New York Giants, and announces they're gay, I'm still going to cheer like hell for that team. I'm still going to root for that individual the same way I would have, regardless of what their sexuality, religion, ethnicity. As I said at the beginning of this podcast, it doesn't matter to me. You're either a good person or you're not. Good, bad. That's the way I judge people. Hope you enjoyed the podcast, but it's not over yet because we still have our Crowd Ultra Q&A, and as always, we have our rant. Our Q&A is brought to you by Crowd Ultra. Just go to crowdultra.com. It takes a minute to sign up, and I may answer your question right here on my podcast. Zach wants to know, what are your thoughts on Scottie Pippen's recent comments about Phil Jackson? Hey, Zach, stay tuned for Grant's rant. Ryan wants to know, have the Suns youth been an advantage this year? I don't know what you mean by being an advantage. And when you say youth, you know, Devin Booker's not uh, uh, what I would call young anymore. He's a seasoned veteran and he has been great. Chris Paul obviously is very much a veteran. So when, you know, yeah, it has helped, but that team has just gelled. It's been unbelievable how well they have played. I mean, they're in the NBA Finals for crying out loud. How does that happen? They're in the NBA Finals. So it's been a mix of everything. Julian wants to know, do you agree with NFL owners believing teams will eventually be worth 8 to $10 billion because of gambling? I don't understand gambling and how it relates to the value of a team, but that would not surprise me. That would not surprise me. Martin wants to know, what do you think, or excuse me, who do you think is the greatest college basketball player of all time? I don't think there is a greatest college basketball player of all time. I don't think that player exists. There have been so many great college players. I don't think you could put one above the rest. That's just my opinion on that. But I mean, if you wanted to make a list, you could probably come up with 10. I don't know if you could just come up with five. But I definitely don't think you could come up with one. Obviously, it's subjective, but I don't think I could do it. 
I really don't. Mr. Wolf wants to know, who's the best team in baseball at the moment? Well, it would be the Giants, right? Although they don't hand out trophies in July. But what a, what a year they're having, right? Who picked the Giants to be this good? I mean, it's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Tyler wants to know, what part of the sports year do you find the most boring? That's easy. July and August. That's for me. Tyler wants to know, have you seen the new LGBTQ NFL ad? I did, and I kind of touched on some of this in my podcast, but I have seen the ad. All right, Grant wants to know, would you rather have Tatis or Otani on your team? Probably Otani because he's more multidimensional. But he's fun to watch, isn't he? Absolutely fun to watch. Uh, Alex wants to know, did the Canadians have an advantage this season because of the division change? Now, I just think they got hot at the right time. Then they upset Toronto, and they were off and running. Down, obviously, to the Lightning in the finals. But I don't know if I would say they had an advantage. Based on their regular division, yeah, you could say that. But to me, once you get in the playoffs in the NHL, it doesn't matter if you're a one seed or an eight seed. Just get in. You know, that's a very fine line in the National Hockey League between you know, winning and not winning in the playoffs. Uh, Brad wants to know, does it make you happy seeing CP3 finally have some playoff success? You know, it does. I'm very happy for him. I really am. He's been one of the best players of his generation, and now he's going to be on the biggest of stages. So, yes, you know, I actually am very happy for him. Absolutely. Alan wants to know, what do the Suns show about teams like the Lakers and Nets? Nothing. You know, if Anthony Davis had not been hurt, I think the Lakers would be representing the West in the finals and had, you know, that head case, uh, Kyrie Irving, and that malcontent, unprofessional James Harden not been hurt. The Nets, in my opinion, would have been in the Eastern Conference finals. They would have won it and been playing uh, in the NBA finals. Josh wants to know, what do you think of a Lillard-Simmons trade? Are you kidding me? The Portland Trailblazers would trade Damian Lillard for Ben Simmons. Why would they do that for? If you're Philadelphia, you pick Lillard up at the airport uh, in whatever vehicle he wants. Are you kidding me? Dylan wants to know, who do you think wins the Stanley Cup? You know, I before the playoffs began, I picked Vegas. And then when the finals began, I picked the Lightning. Obviously, they're looking very good. And I'm not changing my opinion on that. Nick from New York, can you share your take on the MLB not checking for foreign substances during the All-Star game. You know, the All-Star game doesn't mean anything anymore. If you got to cheat in the All-Star game, I mean, please. I don't even have an opinion on it, Nick, and I normally have an opinion on everything. I really, I don't even care. I really don't. But what do I think of it? Wouldn't you have the same rules in the All-Star game as you would during the regular season? Amazing. Logan wants to know, do you think the Clippers... And Suns, and obviously now the Clippers, that's done. But he said, do you think the Suns will win the title since neither Trey Young or Giannis are 100% healthy? I think they're the favorite. Absolutely. I think they are the favorite. Aaron wants to know, hey, Grant, did you see a bunch of pitcher spin rates have dropped a ton? Yeah, well, obviously they're not cheating anymore. Thank you very much for the questions via Crowd Ultra. Just go to crowdultra.com. It's time for Rant, 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 Rant. 
Today's rant is brought to you by the Home Theater Company, audio, video, home theater. Just go online, hometheatercompany.com. You know, I didn't know that Phil Jackson was a racist. Did you know that Phil Jackson was a racist here in 2021? Scotty Pippen initially doing a story in GQ, talking about the final play in the playoffs back in the 90s. Of course, it was well-documented on The Last Dance, directed by Jason Hare, about Phil Jackson setting up the final play for Tony Kukoc and the unprofessional baby Scotty Pippen refused to go back into the game. So Dan Patrick, last week, asked Scotty Pippen, by saying it was a racial move, then you're calling Phil Jackson a racist. Pippen responded, I don't have a problem with that. Dan Patrick, do you think Phil was? Scotty Pippen responded, oh, yeah. How about that? Shaquille O'Neal has come out in defense saying that is absurd. Phil Jackson is not a racist. But this goes in line with my podcast today. So a NBA head coach, all right, draws up a play in the playoffs for a player who happens to be white, okay? Second round of the 1994 playoffs. By the way, Tony Kukoc makes the final shot and the Bulls win the game. How about that? And because of that, the coach is now a racist. But we didn't hear Scottie Pippen say that in the rest of that decade. We didn't hear him say it at the turn of the century in decade number one. We didn't hear him say it in decade number two. But, you know, I guess now that it's 2021, let's come out. Let's try to promote everything that I'm doing with my book and everything else. And let's call Phil Jackson a racist. Really? I'll tell you right now, any respect that I had for Scotty Pippen just went out the window. I didn't like what I heard in the last dance as it related to Pippen. I didn't like what I heard following the last dance as it related to Pippen. Great player. Absolutely a great player. But now in 2021, you're going to call Phil Jackson a racist because he drew up the final shot for Tony Kukoc. You know what, Scotty? Phil was right. You know why? Because Kukoc made the shot. Hard to second guess a coach that makes the right decision. But if you are going to second guess a coach for making the right decision, I can't imagine that you would then not only second guess the coach, but deem him a racist. I wonder what Scotty would have said if the play had been drawn up for a black player and the shot was made. Then what are you going to say? Bad look for Pippen, boy. Bad look for him. I've lost all respect for him. That's a bad move by Scotty Pippen. And that is my rant for today. And that's my podcast for today. Thank you very much. As I said at the beginning of this podcast, I just cannot thank you enough for your support. Again, we're over 600,000 downloads. We're on track. We're going to be hitting a million here before you know it. I've enjoyed talking to you via this platform since October, and we're going to keep on doing it. I've really enjoyed it, and I can't thank you enough for everything you've done for me. And if you are listening via Apple Podcasts particularly, just take a moment, please rate the podcast. It would mean a lot to me. And don't forget to check out my video rants as well over on YouTube. Hey, happy 4th of July. Have a great holiday weekend. Stay safe. And thank you so much for listening to If You Don't Like That with Grant Napier.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.